Um, well, what do you mean? Which is be- best? Be- well, I mean, best and worst of of Facebook. Is that what? Yeah, we're doing? best part, worst part of Facebook. Okay, uh, I'm I'm currently not uh, active on social media, as you guys probably already know that, but. Um, I feel like I, I feel like um, I I'm interested in hearing like a compelling argument that's really pro uh, Facebook, and I, I'm I'm interested to you know mix it up. That's really pro Facebook. The best, the best part <laughs> doesn't mean it's good for anybody. It's just the best part, like the best. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> You you can I, good, I feel like I feel like if we, it's really difficult to compartmentalize Facebook because I just look at the negative so much that it's hard for me to see any kind of payoffs that you know make it worth it. But if you can compartmentalize it, I, I you know I think we're going to do that. I think I, I can see some really pr- good things about Facebook in a vacuum. Uh, Save it for the podcast, but, Joe. Save it for the podcast. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. I actually like this thing where Kurt can't hear the music and he has to um, <laughs> talk over it without fucking it up. So I'm just start it now, Kurt. Okay, do, do a hand movement. And, and we can all hear it. And you can't. I'll and then we're going to let it come in for a minute. And then I'm going to fade it down and you can introduce us. We need a baseball hand signal. Right now, right. go 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 go! You're this dead air right oh, now, bro. Oh gosh! Welcome everybody <laughs> to Best Worst. You're the episode three of your favorite podcast that everyone in the world's been listening to. I uh, hope everyone has had a good couple of weeks. Uh, we took Easter off, and uh, we're back at it again. Uh, again, I am Kurt. We are joined by Mason in the Bay Area, Joey in Utah. We have Sarah again, also in the Bay Area, and we are. Glad to be joined by a buddy of mine, Joe Cox, who's also here in Kansas City. Joe, thanks for being with us. I thought I was getting on with my therapist. <laughs> I I am totally down. I I'm mean, in. I'm you, you get you get four therapists for the price of one here. So perfect. perfect. <laughs> uh, quick intro on Joe. So Joe, um, he uh, runs Pop Marketer. So he that uh, has lots of tentacles under it. Um, that's his, his business. Um, but also he has a podcast. Um, he does other podcasts and, um, he has worked, uh, in the ad agency world. That's kind of how I, uh, knew Joe, uh, from the beginning. Cause there's a ad agency world here in Kansas city. And, and we came to know each other there. Um, and he's done work for tons of brands out there. Um, and, uh, he's done all sorts of things on social media, internet, experiential, um, you name it. And Joe, uh, in, obviously pop marketer speaks to pop culture um, and, and how it relates to marketing, advertising, um, all that sorts of good stuff. Um, and, and Joe has a really great perspective. If you haven't listened to their podcast, his podcast, I would highly recommend it. Um, you can find it on YouTube and all your favorite podcast sources. Did I, did I miss anything there, Joe? No, five star review, please. Uh, <laughs> God help me, please. Just, you forgot to say, smash it. that like <laughs> and subscribe. So it's uh, that you got it right. I mean, and I, you, I try to uh, keep. You know, I'm I'm a person that always believes in like hyping up the stuff I really love, uh, and like I usually just kind of things that get me like psyched or nerded out are the things that I really just talk about. And I, and I don't usually talk about the things that I just vehemently hate. 
too much. So I'm like, this is great. I get the best of both worlds. I get my best and worst kind of opinion today. So I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm psyched mm-hmm. to, to talk this and out. We need, I think after, you know, the first couple, I think we need a little more controversy. I think on some of these, I think we've, I mean, we haven't had too much, uh, the, the disagreements have been pretty minimal, I think so far. So hopefully we'll get into some, uh, some, a little bit more disagreements, but today's topic is Facebook. Um, one of the more ubiquitous things I think we could probably pick out there. Um, certainly it's a, it's a part of our lives, whether you're on it or not. Um, you know, certainly it's a part of, uh, pop culture. It's a part of, um, business. It's a part of, uh, you know, just everyday life and, and, and whether you, uh, are experiencing it on a day-to-day level or, or even just in passing of, of how conversations start, things like that. Um, it, it is a pretty ubiquitous part of, uh, U.S. life and, and, and world life. So um, that's what we're going to get into today. Um, and so I think, like usual so far, I think we've been starting w- with the best parts. And so, um, but I guess first, it's probably, uh, we talked about this before we, we got on air. Um, l- let's do a quick check of, of our group of five here. How many of us are still on Facebook? <laughs> we could, Let's start, actually, I think it would be interesting to talk about when we first got okay, on Facebook, I like it, and, and then we can bring it to how much we use it today. Because I, I, I don't know how you guys are, but my journey through Facebook has changed quite a bit. Yeah, well, go, Mace. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Um, uh, geez, I didn't prepare anything, but uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. No. So uh, Facebook, I think I I checked before I got here. I think it was founded in like 2004. Um, but I don't know if you guys remember, you used to have to have a university. Like it started out as Harvard only. And then you needed to have, you, it was only for like certain universities. And I still had my college, I had graduated, but I still had my college email active. So I was able to get on Facebook very early. So I was on Facebook early days, probably not 2004, but I think they opened it to like 2005. Um, and it was like a daily place you went and they had so much promise because it was a way to keep in touch with your friends and your family and to share what was going on. And I think like it was, we were talking a little bit about the early days of the internet when everything was novel and new and it was so exciting to be able to share something funny or to see what your friend who had moved across country was doing or up to, or someone you, you know, your ex-girlfriend that you hadn't seen in a while, you could stalk them. And then, um, you know, what it's become today is very different. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah. What about you, Kurt? You were early. You were an early Facebook guy. Yeah. Well, I yeah. Were. I mean, I was pretty early on a lot of the social media things. You know, different characteristics. Um, uh, so, so yeah. No, I was, but I don't. I don't think I had a, a edu. But, but yeah, I think pretty quickly after it came to the rest of the world, I was, I was on there, and I mean, I'm still on there. Um, you know, I. Um, I certainly am not on it nearly as much as I, as I was, um, you know, and that's probably been the last year I think has, I really winded down that portion of it. Um, and I, you know, a lot of social in general, um, you know, Twitter, um, Facebook, especially, um, has winded down, um, lots of different sources. Uh, you know, I think the more we learn 
about it and and just how it <laughs> impacts our behavior, like your interpersonal relationships. So that that certainly has changed. I've tried to make a a real active change to to try and be more present and and not be so glued to, to social. Um, but, but yeah, no, I've, I've certainly had lots of ups and downs with Facebook and, um, have done it for, um, you know, I did social media for a job, you know, as uh, I mentioned ad advertising agency. So I did social media for, that was my, uh, that was my job. And Facebook's always been kind of one of the, the big dogs as far as businesses using it. Um, but, um, and, and yeah, I mean, I still have interactions still, you know, as, I do marketing for, for my job. And so, you know, doing stuff on Facebook is still part of what I do on a, on a fairly regular basis and creating strategies and things like that. But, um, but my personal journey with it has certainly, um, it's definitely on, on the downslope. How about you, Joe Cox? Well, you know, I'm it's like, I did it for a living for a long time uh with you like i get i'm we're we're from that that world when it was like uh the west wild west right when social media was so new um but i was like really really good at myspace <laughs> so i mean i really like, like i had if you went to my myspace like you know a song would play like it was like the song like i had all kinds of you know, little, uh, you know, like early gifts and stuff that was like under construction stuff. And it was, uh, it was pretty punk rock. Uh, and it kind of, it was tough to kind of give that up. Um, but yeah, I got on after Facebook went college, like I wasn't in college anymore. So, and I didn't even think about using, I think they, I think they just redid. We just had numbers at my small school. Like, so I think I, somebody else had my number probably and no more, I, no more, <laughs> Account. I'm so glad but you brought I, up MySpace though, because I feel like we have to do a shout out to MySpace, who like it kind of invented this idea, and also Tom? we're going to talk about Mark Zuckerberg, I'm sure, but Tom was Tom. he was like the epitome of how a tech CEO guy should be. He invented something fun for everybody. He wanted to be all our friends. And then he just went away. Right. <laughs> I think he's worth like a hundred million bucks, which is more money than anyone will ever need. And he never ruined the planet and he never like tore the fabric of democracy. <laughs> he just kind of like went off you know, and he, the, he he's a photographer now. The, the irony, the Mason, the irony of that is the guy that's trying to, you know, tear apart the fabric of society bought MySpace, Rupert Murdoch. And uh, he ended up buying MySpace for some That's ridiculous right. amount of money at the time. Uh, I think fell apart we need somehow. more Toms. Uh, they we ended up selling Toms. it, I think, for about uh, uh, like you know for like a house payment uh, at the oh, yeah. end of it. <laughs> well, they separated yeah. it out. But yeah, he did kind of get he he uh, Murdoch did it did attain it at one time. And I will say it is uh, also funny because MySpace. Even in the early days, we still signed our a lot of things away whenever we signed up, but we had no clue what we were doing. There could have been right. like your soul and firstborn, <laughs> and we were like, no matter. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Like, why do I need it? And then what happened was, honestly, those rights are literally still being used. Uh, a lot of other people, the only reason MySpace was actually valuable at that time was all the data that they had on people and all the rights you'd already kind of given away. They were able to buy that and then utilize that for whatever they wanted to. That's so true. that's sad. Uh, but like that is uh, even, even in the early days they were, we were signing away uh, our uh, 
our our rights. That's very interesting. That's very interesting. What about you, Sarah? It's crazy. It was. Oh yeah, um, Facebook. Let's see. I think the. I remember my boyfriend at the time, I'm guessing I, I was out of college and I did not still have a university email, but he was like, Hey, do you want to be on Facebook? It's this thing and sitting at the kitchen table. I'm like, sure. And he created my account for me. It was like, got you signed up. And I was like, cool. And like, that was it. And I never really looked at it. Um, and then over time, of course, I did have a MySpace already at the time um, and did use that quite a bit. And, you know, I've like, I've had gone through phases with Facebook as everyone has, I'm sure. But um, pretty much because I'm in marketing as well, I've mainly now I use it for work for businesses and, and writing and strategies and, you know, sharing content for different, um, different clients. And that pretty much started back in 2009, when I started doing it for businesses, and it has changed drastically since then. But for the most part, that's mainly what I've used it for for a long time. Um, I'm still on there. I still like to, you know, see people's personal pictures and keep up with their vacations and kids and some fun stuff. But mainly for me, it's just become a place I have to visit because of um, my job. (laughs) So is it crazy that so we've all been on there for like, a decade or more, right? And it started as something that was personal. And now I think all of our answers, so for Joe, I know you just, Joe, you don't go on it at all. Is it like we never actually go on there for the most part anymore for what it was originally intended for? <laughs> we, we're, we have jobs that require us to go there, but then I ask, who are we selling stuff to? Like, who are the people that we're selling to? Who's going there because they want to be there? And I know who it is, my dad, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Jim. The baby boomers, I think now they're the ones who are actually like enjoying Facebook. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so if you want to call it that. Yes, they're enjoying yeah. Uh, yes, in a sort of way. <laughs> Enjoying being uh, poked and prodded and uh, sort of amped up a little bit. So, Joe, Joe what about – because you were on Facebook at one point. What's your – Yeah, uh, I, I think I got on Facebook. Um, I remember hearing about it initially from uh, some of that work for me. Uh, she was in college and they were – she was, I think – on one of my computers at work and looking at Facebook and I, I kind of asked some questions and I thought it was very interesting. You know, it looked, it felt a lot like MySpace in a sense that, you know, you can connect with other people and share things. And and for me, the initial uh, appeal of Facebook was the ability to, you know, get back in touch with people in, you know, let's say high school or even junior high. And there was a, there was this novel curiosity about getting back in touch with people. And it was, you know, in, in a way never, you could never do this before. You'd have to do, you know, you know, pre social media, you'd have to do some like, you know, citywide search for all these people, you know, it'd be ridiculous. So you could, you could, you could, uh, you could easily find people and Facebook got really good about suggesting, uh, um, friends and, and stuff like that. So, and then also the, uh, uh another appealing thing of, of it about Facebook was the ability to share photos and, you know, see your, you know, see your family and see your, see friends. And so that's what drew me in. Um, but it soured really quickly for me. I'm going to be honest. Um, you know, I, I feel like, and, um, people around me can attest to it. I was I was the canary in the cage. I feel like I was the one kind of waving the flag saying this is really, really bad 
for the fabric of our society. But I digress. That's for our next segment. So, uh, <laughs> for, but initially, initially it was you know about about what face, what Marcus Zuckerberg's mission was it was to get people connected. That was the appeal. Joe, are you saying it's fair to say that? Are you well, saying that I you're mean, the Nostradamus of Facebook? Do you have a <laughs> no? You know, I you know I felt really like early on. On my quest of consuming content, I would see reality shows and really quickly I realized how fake this reality was. And I could, it almost was like that moment in movies where they break the third wall and stare into the camera and you're like, this feels weird, right? And so re- reality shows early on for me was like this fake, it, w- it was fake content. And it never, I could never, it never appealed to me. I never gravitated towards it. And, and so Facebook also kind of, Facebook also um, had some of those elements of just being fake content. Joey was also, also the first question, one to buy yes, GameStop. He was Nostradamus. Uh, I was right. not. <laughs> no, no. I, you know, honestly, uh, uh, this is uh, this is honestly. I was early on in saying that Facebook is, you know, the social part is is really bad, and um, and I feel like I was probably telling maybe unsophisticated people this. I don't know people that were were not thinking about Facebook in a in a in a bigger way. And we're ready to hear I can it. vouch for that. You told me. Yeah. yeah you told me yeah. that. So. <laughs> <laughs> and no, Mason, you're not unsophisticated. Witness. She has a witness. You, Mason, you, you, I know you, you think about things in, in a complex way in, in ways that are not just, you know, face value. And I felt like uh, with Facebook, I, I kind of took a step back and, and I just didn't like what I saw. Yes. All right. So I think how, go ahead, Mason. I, Oh, I was going to ask you guys just real quick roll roll call thing. How often do you guys go on Facebook now? Like, what what is it a daily, weekly? What what? Um, I'm oh, sorry. Well, currently what? I monitor an account. I, I have a couple of clients where I monitor the account, so I have to go on, but I go on for businesses, so not for myself. So you're on daily for businesses, mm-hmm. or several times a week? Um, at least five times a week, like five days out of the okay. week. And how much time are you spending on it? Um, probably, oh, I'd like to say probably about an hour a day. Okay. On those five days. So like five hours a week for work. I actually go on quite a bit because um, I have OCD kind of. And I and Facebook figures out how to send you notifications constantly, even if you never use it. Yeah. And so like every day I see my fucking facebook has like a the little notification mm. that there's Lord. a there's a something and so i have to log in and, like, have to log in and clear it and I, so i spent i go on there almost every single day and then i spend approximately 10 to 12 seconds on facebook daily so, like to clear zero it out to get the red saying, like, out. yeah and every time i say don't send me notifications like this again and then it it uh, of course, it figures something else to send. And I don't want to turn them off entirely because sometimes people tag me or send a message. So I don't necessarily want to miss those things. And so I, I can't figure it out, though, for business accounts, because even it will you'll think you'll clear them out. It's not like the personal where you see them and you yes. get rid of them and they'll come back up like I'll go back in and I'm like, no, it'll be like there's three more alerts. I'm like, I've already seen this alert. So anyways, that's for. Oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I'm still right. I'm like, I'm this, the worst at this. Yeah. Like I just can't get. And if I can't get the red circle or like it's got three notifications, yes. I can't get it. I just. It's like rage quit. I like, I don't, I'm wrong. I just, I, mean, I don't, I don't come back for a month. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I took it off my phone because wow. I, 
especially over 2020, took it off my phone. I do look at it 100%, but it is on my laptop, right? So it is like, okay, cool. I just couldn't do it on my phone. And I was just like, dude, it wasn't like I was in like, I'm not that hot pursuit person who's just like, all right, who's up next? And I'm just going to take out anybody who has uh, those opinions. That's just not. It's I get it. It's very human, but it's not me. Right. Um, but it was just putting me in a like it w- wasn't doing value for me, especially in 2020, which was really rough, you know, for everybody. Right. So it was like, dude, I just got to at least for the time being <laughs> toss it off that. But totally still keep up with it. Just, um, yeah, you know, and, and it, when it's not in my hand everywhere I go. Right. That's really yeah. smart. No, I, did, I, did I did stop all notifications. So I only get notifications when I click. I can't, I don't, they don't pop up anywhere. I have to physically uh, visit to see them. So nice. yeah, I, I got off my phone too. Yeah. Cause it's after I saw, what was that? The, the documentary made me <laughs> take it off. What's that? So I got it off yeah, my phone on Netflix. Yeah. On, um, and so social dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I knew I was going to bring it up and I was like, Note what the name of that stupid thing is. <laughs> um, so, so I go, Joe. Oh, so I I deleted it off my phone. Actually, uh, I think it was in two thousand and two before it was invented. I think. <laughs> <laughs> you blocked it. You're like, no, no. I've not on my phone once it got on the phone, and it went on the phone like late, dude. It went on like late. It was not. Yeah. They had to run to mobile. If, I mean, no, it's I, weird to. to but, think. So my my point was in 2014, I, I went through the really you know tough task of deleting your account. Right? It's it's just buried deep, 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 deep. And so it's I kind of handicapped myself. So uh, I had to get back on Facebook because some app made me at some point. I didn't realize I could go around that, and so I did. But to actually get back the amount of users I had. It was a quest that I didn't want to uh, uh, undertake, so I just I, ne- I never really poured any effort into Facebook um, after I deleted it. Which you know, you did like a hard restart. That's cool. Like 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 literally, it hard restart. I didn't know any of my friends. You know, it tried to it parsed my phone for whatever context I had in my phone at the time. For I guess uh, I think that happened to your father, or he got hacked because I he just sent me a friend request the other day. <laughs> And I, I know I was connected to him at some point. And this is precisely why I'm not on Facebook, <laughs> because my father is. <laughs> no, there, you know, uh, and I don't want to get controversial here. Are we at the controversial part? I, I, did you want to spice things up, Kurt? I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So here, here's the question I have on a kind of a, a business level with Facebook. Um the actual value and the actual how much mm. money it costs to actually convert someone into a actual customer, and, and is it worth it on the um, on the you know entrepreneur's end to make an investment into Facebook to to build his brand? And I would say very much so depends on the business very specifically. Is fa- is but- Facebook is it driving actual sales or is it driving an image that was conducive for making sales? Is what I'm trying to say. Joe Cox, I feel like you you are primed to speak on the subject. Yeah, uh, it is a hundred percent. It's a Goliath. It is a Goliath. If I mean, it is tough to tell people to do things other than Google and Facebook because of the amount of data and the amount of of the ability that they can put uh, and and this is direct 
direct sales, right? Like direct sales, but you got to remember, it's not just Facebook. It's Instagram is on that same platform, on the same ad platform. So you can hit somebody with a really cool thing in Instagram and they're like, oh man, that's cool. And then they can start hitting you over at Facebook and then they can get you in WhatsApp. And it's all kind of connected and nobody, no social platform has the depth of targeting and the abilities, um, you know, outside of maybe a Google uh, that that Facebook has and that it, you know, for a lot of businesses, it has, I mean, it's, it is definitely a tough to get off of it. If you've seen, yeah, even, the, it, it's a tough, it's a tough one to just throw, just throw out the door just because the mass, right? People, right. marketing a lot of times needs mass. Um, for so we were so used to television, you know, and then when everything started splintering off the ability to get a lot of people, and to, to be able to put a message in front of a lot of people kind of um, got tough. So, so it, you could, yeah. So you could almost start a business on Instagram before you actually have a business, create an image, right. And kind of create the business model after you get some kind of traction on, on, on Instagram or Facebook, you could just put any idea out there. Oh, totally. Like I think um, liquid death, have you guys heard of liquid death before? There are spring water. They're awesome. I love it. It is a liquid death is a water um, and it's in a can and it's really hard to put water in a can weirdly, but their message is good. It's like, A, uh, why does all of the, you know, water companies that everybody has, I don't, I don't do yoga. Like, why does, why do like, why does Red Bull and sugar water get to have all the fun? Like, let's do water. Um, and they have a giant like skull on it, uh, which is hilarious. And you can go and get it at like, you know, high V and it's just funny. Um, but it's, you know, plastics, right? Like get rid of plastics. They started, they didn't know if people would buy into it. So they put this video on Instagram, like you were saying, like for this product that didn't even exist just to start to gauge are people into this shit? You know, like are people will, before I start going down and spend a million dollars to try to figure out how to like can water, um, are people into this? And they got a ton of press and people were pumped and they didn't even have a, they didn't even have a product yet, but they had now the ability to say proof to the people that were like going to invest some money into it to be like, cool, look, we have hundred thousand Instagram followers. And that's my impression is that Facebook, what they're really good at, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, is that they, because they know so much about people's kind of personality in a way and what what makes them tick, that you're able to give very targeted advertising. So you can really narrow your demographic down to a specific like age, gender, personality type, interest group. I remember hearing a story about a guy who did a prank on like his roommate where he made this Facebook ad that was so specifically targeted and it was, it was like very local that it would, it would only ever be seen by his roommate. And then he would put these ads in it where it was, it was stuff that was just a little too aware of, of his roommate. And his roommate was like, dude, I don't understand what's going on. Facebook knows me too well. They're advertising this stuff based on what I did this morning. And he <laughs> was like, he, he, kept, it. And it was like yeah, yeah. Really amazing. yeah, he kept it going for like a couple of months. And then the, uh, I guess he went a little too far. And finally his, his roommate figured out that his friend was fucking with him. But Man, I love that. I, love, yeah. I want to do that now. <laughs> that was so smart. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's get into, uh, I feel like Bess is going to be, 
a shorter discussion than 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 worse. So, um, yeah, I'm curious. Like, what's the value? What 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 are you guys getting out of it? What's what what is the value for you? And and if it's business, it's business. But I'm really curious if there's like because if it's business, and, and this is a question that we can talk about. But I'm curious about comparing Facebook and Google. Like, Google is still providing a search engine. That's their value, right? People go there because they're looking for information. Um, if if Facebook for all of us now is only business, then what's the value to the people who are still using it for to get value out of it? And then how long will it live if if it's not valuable to us anymore? And so, I that was a. All right. I, I didn't mean to throw no, you off there, Kirk, but I'm curious to hear what the value so is. I'll, I'll run you through through my list of 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 best of, and I'll I'll kind of go from I'll go with my actual what I think is the best first. So um, so I have communication tool for business uh, is one of them, mm. uh, just because it is a play it is a way another communication channel to um, hit people in a different way, kind of like Joe talked about, and you can reach some of that mass. Um, and you can hit people um, in a less expensive way than than your traditional your um, t- TV radio has been. So um, you know, especially for um, you know smaller business, it, it certainly has been um, I think helpful for, for a lot of those folks. Um, and it's just I mean, there is something to say for you know the customer service aspect of that. I mean, I've just been able to see some of that where you can answer mm. you know questions you know and it's it's gone the wrong way too where you know someone um, you know gets a hair in their um, salad that they got at the salad bar and they post it on Facebook and it's you know they think it's the the worst thing in the world and wants the business closed but but it also can solve problems. Um, so th- this is definitely one that would go both ways, but, uh, you know, I have new, new sources one, um, y- you know, I think there, there are some good aspects of, you know, the, the new sources of, of being able to share, I think of parsing through some of the information on, you know, whatever the new source may be, whether it's CNN, your local newspaper, New York times, whatever, but, but, you know, being able to share some of that information with you, making you aware of some stories that that maybe you wouldn't find if you're having to just go to, um, you know, Vox.com and I'm you know scrolling through what's on there, I might miss something that um, that I get to see. Um, but but for me, the, the the best is I guess bringing people together. The uh, and I guess part of that is, is just connecting people who might not other you know be able to connect like, like Joey referenced, you know, there's being able to see, um, you know, people you grew up with or, you know, family that lives across the country. Um, and then, you know, I, I think there's also, again, it can go the, the wrong way, just like most of the stuff with Facebook. Um, but you know, some groups on there where, where you can share information about a certain topic where, um, you know, and I've seen, you know, there, there's been some valuable where people have gotten support or, um, you know, that, you know, especially some, um, you know, like minority communities or, um, LGBTQ communities where they can really have some of that support that they need and realize maybe they aren't so alone in the world, um, you know, and some of the, the things they face and, you know, some of that shared experience I think they can have where, where, you know, if you live in, you know, the middle of Kansas and you don't see a whole lot of gay people at your high school, maybe you're connected with some of those on Facebook and you realize, oh, well, I, maybe I'm not so different than what's out in the world. Mm. 
or you can connect with weirdos. <laughs> who have. You used to used to be stuck being weirdos yeah. with strange. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I think the connection part is really it, that's where it started, and it is. You know, I have I do have friends from high school, people who I never really stayed connected with, but I still see them. I see them having kids, and and it's nice. But then I also I like my least favorite day on Facebook is my birthday when. <laughs> When a bunch of people who I haven't spoken to in 20 years are wishing me happy birthday. And then I feel, again, because my like OCD comes out, I feel compelled to individually thank every single one of them. It's it's the only day, except when I'm like really drunk, that I, I actually write things on Facebook that I actually post is when people write me on my birthday. I'm like, God damn it. I have to go like thank all these people. <laughs> no offense to anyone from high school who wishes me happy birthday. Thanks. I appreciate it. <laughs> Now I won't. Next time, nobody is not getting a birthday wish next year. Please don't. No, really. You can text me. I like when people text me or call me, but Facebook. Oh no. Yeah. Easy (laughs) solve. Take your birthday off of it. You really can, and then it just goes away. I I could have done that. I could have done that years ago, but I didn't, and that should tell you. Like, I just wonder. Well, I just am always curious. Who wants to say happy birthday this year? You know, you know, there's a weird thing and I'll, and it, it's part of, it's, it's my own fault. You're totally right. I could take it off, but I have this. And it's part of the reason why I think I don't turn off the notifications is I, I do have like a fear of missing out on connecting with somebody or, you know, like I feel like I'm closing off a channel of communication that could every once in a while, someone reaches out who I'm really touched by and I, I'm able to say hi to them and just, you know, so I, I'm like, I feel I've never gone to the the distance that Joey did where you delete your account entirely because I'm like, I don't want to close that door entirely because every once in a while I'm able to have, just say hi to someone and I, and it makes me feel good for the most part. I I always just feel gross. You never know when E40 is going to find, he's going to listen to episode two and be like, Hey, thank you for saying all those nice things about me on episode two of your podcast. Let's be friends. Exactly. Facebook Facebook has has uh, has mastered how to channel FOMO. If you have yes. FOMO, yes, you're yeah. in trouble. You want to know what's going on. You don't want to miss out. And I do. Yeah. And I do. Bit. <laughs> I bitch and I complain about it, but I also am like, I I don't want. I want to make sure I'm not missing an important notification. <laughs> All right. What about you, Sarah? Sarah, what yeah. do you like yeah. about Facebook? Yes. Yeah. Um, so my list, I mean, I've got a lot of sort of repeats, but one I would say top of the list is I have met a lot of people traveling internationally. Um, and that is the only place mm. where we've remained in contact. And it's kind of surprising. And it's like one of those things, like you just said, Mason, where it does bring me joy. Like people will contact me out of the blue from, you know, oh, remember when we were in Prague in 2010 and we'll have photos on their memories. I've never seen these people again in person, but we do communicate right. and I see them now married, having kids. And that's really awesome. Um, so for like the international travel connections, um, which would also, I think, fall under just communicating with people, family, friends, pictures, keeping up with people. Um, the other thing that I think is pretty positive 
it has both sides as well, but there's a lot of like free educational opportunities and groups to connect with where you can do like a lot of people offer live courses where you get in one group and then people can talk about what's going on in the courses. So just like you can YouTube any class for anything, you can get on a group on Facebook and kind of learn and have like-minded individuals there. So I think from an education standpoint, um, there's probably a lot of like free opportunities and, uh, you know, to take courses and meet people, like-minded people, which I think is pretty awesome. Mm. Um, the other thing that I had on the top of my list was, and this could go both ways, but for emergencies and natural disasters, I find Twitter probably to be the most useful, um, as far as you get conflicting info, right? You get some really false information, but also you get some of the most up-to-date information ever. And Facebook has done the same. So with the last few years, having like wildfires in California and a lot of these situations that are sort of like fluid and unfolding. Um, I find that's a place for people to share information quickly that's detailed and then also to like fundraise or help support people um, immediately, really quickly. So those were my top. Um, I, of course, business from a business standpoint, you know, there's lots of opportunities to, to make money, but um, those were the three things that I could think of that I found the most value personally on Facebook. I like it. What about you, Joe? Cox? I've silenced the room. I've silenced the room with that. <laughs> that, was, that was good. That was a real killer. I'm looking at my list like rewriting. Oh, yeah. That was great. Uh, uh, yeah. I, uh, hands down, the thing I use it and I use it daily because I, uh, I am my father's son. And it is Facebook Marketplace. Oh, I, I love a, that too. <laughs> I'm a sucker. And it is. People, it is. It, when it hit, Craigslist was falling apart and nothing was – and it was weird and creepy because it was anonymous, weirdly anonymous. And it's like, meet me at this weird spot and I don't know where or who you are. All of a sudden, it's like, I know you're you, – you got it. You, you got a Facebook account two days ago and you want to meet at the, you know, creepy quick trip in a bad part of town. I I can tell just by, hey, how many other people by your social network? Um, it helps in selling a bunch of crap that I buy. Uh, and I love to flip stuff. I my dad did it. Me growing up like I, you know, I was had a. I was showing a golf cart, uh, a little neighborhood golf cart today out in my yard that I threw onto Facebook Marketplace. And I was out haggling and like, you know, working it at, trying to work prices with, with some random guy uh, that had brought his daughter uh, to because they needed a neighborhood cart. Uh, makes that, a, that story has nothing. That is a rabbit hole of no story. That is not going to go anywhere. I was like, holy shit, is there a punchline to that? No. But – but it is 100% I utilize the snot out of that. And I kind of lied to you all because I did take it off my phone. And then you can't have Facebook Marketplace on its own app. So I had to put it back on my phone last week just because I was going to put this thing. I, I needed that. I needed – that was the fix I needed. Like I was like, you got me, Facebook. You got me. I need that, I need that Marketplace. And I don't know if you've ever looked through it, but it is a – delightful weird 
amazing just content hole in itself. In fact, there's a bunch of groups that are just weird shit we find on Facebook Marketplace. And it is probably my a treasure. It is like if I had all Instagram accounts that were all just weird crap people were trying to sell, um, it is there's a no joy in my heart bigger than just people selling weird stuff like stuff on online. Uh, so that's, that is that's strong, no doubt mine. Strong point. Strong. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even think about marketplace, but you're so right. Like I have sold so many things so quickly on marketplace. It's like, a, it's like, a, I can't even believe that someone's looking for like a room divider that folds up and, totally. and I'll Nothing get 20 like people like messaging me. I could pick it up right now. I'm like, okay, for 40 <laughs> bucks. Thank you're you. Here, I, let me, I'll even show proof. Uh, you get, you keep going. I'm going to show you one of my one of my good finds. So Darren Fantastic. is obsessed with marketplace, and he's never been on Facebook, and he wanted me to check all the time, and I'm like, I'm not checking this. So he got an account, but his is like a dummy account, right? He doesn't use Facebook, so now he has to come right. and be like. Oh my God, there's this great thing. We got to get it now. Can you write the person? Because my account looks like valid because I have followers. <laughs> right, right, right. So now I'm on Marketplace. And I'm like, did you see it? There's like a fountain of free fountain. <laughs> like, okay. Wow. Wow. Hey. wow. Can you never, that can you never awesome. write that's, that? Marketplace that's Marketplace? Wow. Marketplace for free. Free. And the Jolly Green Jack. I was like, where, where, do you, where are you? And she's like, I. Like, I guess I could meet you behind, you know, the jazz on 39th Street. And I'm like, I'll look to see you there in like 10 minutes. And I get there. And she, before she gave it to me, she was like, just out of college. She's like, I just got to know, why do you, uh, why are you, I'm, hey, middle-aged guy, why do you want this so bad? And I'm like, how, I, I'm in marketing, I guess. That's why. Uh, uh, That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, Did like, you that, ask that why she idea. had it? <laughs> hundred percent. I was like, so what's your story? And she's like, I think we got drunk and stole it in college from a grocery store. And then we just kept it. And she was like, and when the girls were like driving home by themselves, they would put it in their passenger seat, you know, as a protector, you know, to, and they, they were like, we could get into another lane. Uh, you know, the, like, like the, the passenger people that have real traffic though, that lane. Um, and, uh, yeah, she said it was just a prank, a college prank, but it is mine and it'll never, it'll always be all yours. Now. It's nice that she gave it back out into the world. It's like, you know, she could have sold that life-size jolly green giant statue for, you know, 20 bucks or something, but she gave it back and put it back into the world. And I like that. Guys, <laughs> well, and seeing- for people that aren't watching this podcast, I forgot. It's not a visual. It's a giant jolly green giant uh, torso up. Um, so if anybody knows where the legs are, or anybody has any legs, <laughs> Joe's out in there, the market. Just yeah. I'll get you my. You know, we'll put it in the show notes. Uh, you can just hit me up on my Facebook, and we'll wheel and deal. I hope you have a saved uh, Facebook Marketplace search for full size jolly, jolly green giant, green legs. giant yeah. legs. Yeah, totally. Haven't gotten a thing uh, yet. How did you come across the torso? By the way, <laughs> in the first place. Well, I, I, who knows? I I might I might check too much, um, and I do have my little search queue things down, like local only. I don't want any of your. I've fallen for it many times. The old Facebook ad where I'm like, that's a pretty cool invention, and then it comes twelve weeks later, and it's like a rubber band in a box, and I'm like, <laughs> you got me again. Yeah, the you worst, guys. I have really so, high. Yes. I have really high hopes that we'll figure out that our 
the best of Facebook is being able to get a jolly green giant. That will be our best. Oh yeah, I mean, that seems to bring us a lot of <laughs> a lot of joy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's exactly- it. Oh yeah, that makes my day daily. <laughs> Mace or Joe, do you have any uh, good to add to to the best part? I really like the poke. <laughs> the poke, was, the poke was good. Poke was do you guys good. remember poke? I think poke you can still good. do it. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you can. Um, my, I remember when I was dating my wife, and it was like a daily thing. We, you, it, you know, sometimes you would check in and say hi. You always had to poke each other because we were Before when you we got were married. first dating. Well, yeah, we were also living. So we were like we had a long distance relationship. So I was in the Bay Area. She was in Southern California. And so it was like daily we had to go in and make sure we poked each other because that was a, a thing. And it was one of those really simple features that was just fun and existed for no other reason than just to be a little bit of fun and, you know, cheeky kind of checking in with people. I'm sure it was abused by many, many people. I don't remember ever like being gross, poked but... by someone I wanted to be poked by. Like it was always used in a way when <laughs> so I was like, So there we like, go. Uh, yeah. Or, and That's I, what I was. I have to poke you back. Like, and it wasn't always. I just realized like, that. Yeah. It wasn't always necessarily someone like hitting on me sometimes, but sometimes it would just be like people who were really into like, I poked you, I poked you. And I'm like, what? Like, do we have to keep doing this? Like, I don't know what's going on. But <laughs> there is that awkward what you just described is like, like cute. Like, yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah. I really like that. So. Two different experiences. Didn't, didn't anybody at Facebook watch Meatballs or any of the 80s comic comedies that would have told them that poke might not have been your the pig best. in the poke, uh, you know, European yeah. vacation? Like these are I'm just- sure that's why they made it. Like <laughs> it was Facebook. Facebook was hot. started as a response to do you remember hot or not? Like, I, oh, I, yeah. I, yes. Yeah. Loved so the Mark rating. Zuckerberg started Facebook as a it was a hot or not site for Harvard. And that was what, like why he made it originally. And then it evolved into more. But so there's, there was some like uh, male chauvinist stuff happening at the very foundations of, of, of when it was created. So I'm sure that the poking was meant to be somewhat um, of an assault. I'm sorry, Sarah. I apologize on behalf of all men. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Apology don't ever accepted. I don't know if I ever for me. I, I can't speak I for all yeah. women, but for me, I'll take it. But there was that awkward, like at some point, either it was me or my wife. We poked each other for the last time, right? Like somebody stopped. <laughs> I don't. I don't uh, know who it was. Is, I'm taking out of context. This is the weirdest, weirdest conversation. That's kind of sad. One last so, poke. Yep. You, you yeah. guys. Yeah. Are, you, you guys used to poke all the time, and you guys just stopped. I'm, yeah, hey. what happened? The you mad married and stopped poking each other. <laughs> uh, you know, something else. Something else. I'm, uh, um, something else. I really liked about Facebook was Farmville. For like, mm, I've mentioned boy. my OCD several times now. <laughs> That was a just a before there was the uh, the like the jewels that you line up with colors. There was Farmville where you had to kind of you had to come back constantly to check your crops. Um, that that got me for like a week, and then I was like, no more. I ha- I had to remove it. Um, but the thing I like about Facebook, I think what my favorite thing about if I if I had to identify something positive about Facebook. Um, is they they really do innovate and they keep trying new things and I and I like businesses that 
um, always try to explore and, and, and branch out and, and sort of, you know, try to create new, I'm going to call them value propositions, even though I think we all kind of know they're like hooks to keep people or pull them in. Um, but, but I think that the degree to which they change their interface and add new features and explore and test things is, is something to be, I don't know. I, I have respect for that as a, like as a guy who is a design guy and likes, likes, likes iteration and evolution in products and services. I, I think that's cool about it, but I think I'm actually Joe Cox convinced me. I, I think I'm going to side with marketplace uh, because it's been so useful. Um, but th those are the things I like about Facebook poking. Is, yeah. Uh, so Joe, that was a that was a great point about uh, Facebook Marketplace. I had a little paradigm shift with my 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 feelings well, about huge. Facebook. No, a little bit. On. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> um, for me, you know, when we were teenagers, because we're I'm assuming we're all this, about the same age, more or less. When we were teenagers, the early days of the internet were like these bulletin boards where you can go to and meet people with common interests and share stuff. And and right. and and Facebook really took that to another level and amplified that where you can find common interest and find your echo chamber. I mean, I know it sounds like a pejorative like echo chamber, but it is an echo chamber. You find things you're interested in and you find other people interested in it and, and the algorithms just take off and you can really, <laughs> you can really dive deep into anything you want to and find people that are, um, uh, have common interests. So I think that's the, um, that's one of the best, but I think one of the best things about Facebook, is, you know, one of the best Joey, that meant a lot joey you're like that's i i i would agree that i think that the intent was to scale that kind of awesomeness that was right. what the internet was supposed to bring like right yes it, you know and I, could still could still it doesn't necessarily mean that one or three companies will own ever all you know all everything in the in right. the future but like i do think at the end of the day uh, there wasn't evil intent. It was, no. hey, well, let's try to get this. But then it gets complicated when you get super insanely, un unfathomably big. One billion. Once that billion hits, you're like, I can't even, you know, after like 150, I, I don't, I, I'm like, it's a shitload, you know, like, I yeah. don't know. I, I don't know. And then it's un unfathomable to think about yeah. the amount of stuff. Yeah, I, I remember the early days. Mason, you could you can attest to this. Early days of the internet, you you get on these bulletin boards, and you and at some point you decide to meet up. Right, you're, you're going to meet up oh with my these guys, guys. right? <laughs> so we did a meetup. You take it from a kind of a virtual setting to a reality, and it's just this motley crew of people. It's, you're talking about you know guys in their fifties and teenagers, and we all got together and we played football. And I thought that was just the coolest thing. Here we are. We met each other online, and we met in person it did something and, and for yeah. me that was super and, cool yeah and that was the 1990s that you're yes. talking about so yes. we were these were the bbs's that you had each website it was like if each website had a phone number because that's how it worked you had to dial modem. a phone yeah. yeah you had to dial a phone number and hope that your mom didn't pick the phone up and then you would connect to this text bulletin board that you could i remember we would call this one it was called the eagles lair and they had a rule we just like playing they had a couple like these games you could play um and in order to play the games you had to have a certain like post ratio post to login ratio oh, that's so right. what joey and i would do is we would log in and we didn't have anything we wanted to talk about so we would just go but you had to like post four times to be able to play the game Troll. so we would just go shit talk and <laughs> troll 
<laughs> like, and we would just, we oh, had fake, so fake, it felt so good. It was fun. Cause it was anonymous and it was, it was, we were like 13 year olds on the internet. Yeah. Like, and then we would talk shit. Um, what was funny is one of these guys, I can't remember his name, but he was at the football game that Joey's talking about. We, he called us on the phone cause he got our phone number. And then he's like, I know you're like, whatever your handle was. And you need to stop talking shit on us. Cause this is, we really take this seriously. This is our bulletin board. And he like, set me straight. He said, I'm going to kick you off all the websites because they're all local. It was like, you're in your community. And so he, we had to like actually ask questions like, that's a really interesting point. Can you tell me more <laughs> so that we could play our video games after that? Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, so Joey, you, we were in addition to you being the canary in the coal mine for Facebook. I think we were, some of the original internet oh, trolls oh, as well. Oh, geez. Oh, yeah. I mean, we took a, we took a, we took a lot of pride in infiltrating these groups and just making fun of people. And, um, <laughs> I will say one more thing about that football game, which was time. really funny. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Most of the people we played with were, let me, let's see if I could be delicate. This was the nineties. There weren't a lot of people on the internet at this point. And then we were like two kind of big athletic teenagers and then most of the other people <laughs> who came were not. And so we were playing this, uh, it was tackle football that we were playing. And so Stunts. basically Joey would be the quarterback and he would throw it to me and I would just run down the field with like Pile drive a people. dozen nerds <laughs> jumping. And I'm saying that in the most, as a guy who's also considered himself a nerd, but like a bunch of like little guys. And then there was a couple really big guys and they were just not very athletic and they would try to tackle us. And we just, creamed them basically it was unfair but <laughs> so in addition to big trolls now i feel like we were bullies in that too so but we were young kids dumb youth <laughs> youths 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 yeah all right so i think we figured out that uh facebook marketplace is the best uh, do we do we agree that that gets our our best vote that was, that was yeah strong, good call joe choice. way to yeah and it's pretty new yeah yeah yeah, it's a relatively new feature too, I think, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, and crazy. I mean, Craigslist kind of took it off of, I, in early days, I worked newspaper, like at right out of college, I was classified uh, at The Pitch, which is like a weekly rag in Kansas City, right? And like that, I remember that taking out classified. So that's what, that, guess what, was a lot of money, brought in a lot of money mm. for newspapers, uh, a lot. And so classifieds just completely decimated the classifieds, um, which is what my parents were used to, you know, like, we'll put an ad in the paper or call the radio station. And every morning, Saturday morning, they'd read off like, I'm trying to sell a barbecue uh, set. You can meet me at the Walmart. At, you know, like it was crazy. Right. So like going from that and now Facebook of all those connections and then, hey, you got a bunch of crap. That you don't that you don't want. Let's move it around. Well, tell me this now that um, Facebook Marketplace has stolen a lot of the like used music equipment sales and things like that, oh. and prostitution. You're not supposed to list on public sites either. What do you think Craig is listing these days? Like, what, what, what is uh, Craigslist a dying site? It's pretty I rough. Been on yeah, I've been on it. I, I bought yeah. a I bought a patio set off of Craigslist about two weeks ago. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. How, how was it? Yeah. So you can still get it. I'm totally, I think it's there as one of the choices. If and I, I, but next yeah. door is another one that's kind of rad. Right. Like next yeah. door is like yeah. got a bunch of good. stuff and I don't even have to go far. I just, 
You know, I'll come down. And actually, uh, this is a really hot take, by the way, but uh, maybe Facebook, maybe you can get better deals on some of those, you know, kind of other sites because Facebook Marketplace is so, um, you know, such a robust site with lots of, uh, you know, it's a little bit more sophisticated. So maybe if you go to a Craigslist, you might find, you know, a, a couple that's a little bit older that's really, that, that doesn't really go on Facebook Marketplace. Is this, is this a hot take or is Facebook Marketplace no, the only spot? You're right on. I yeah. think you're right on. Yeah, I think you are definitely going to, but I don't know. Facebook, I deal with a lot of people that aren't used to the gift of like, they want a lot, but then I'm able to be like, you just want to get rid of it. So I'll come and I have hot, I have money in hand. I will come to your place and snag that for like a hundred bucks less than what you're asking. And I've, I will, I will admit, this is my favorite feeling in the world and I yeah. uh, getting a good deal, uh, you know, that feels good. Being a, being a good negotiator feels good. I am. I, I, fa- I come to realize that I'm one of the worst negotiators ever. Like <laughs> the minute I, the minute I get countered, I just completely cave, and I, I can't, I can't recover from that. <laughs> it's tough. That's a tough one. It's that tough. is just a take tough one. You're it. totally right. Because then you have to go back and hit them again, and you're like, yeah. "Is it really? It's now. It's like ten dollars. Right. Yeah, now yeah. I'm now I'm really doing. Do I can I sleep? I think I could do ten dollars. How much is your time worth, right? I have zero negotiating skills. And sometimes when I sell things on Nextdoor, um, I'll say, just leave it in the mailbox in the envelope. And I'll tell my husband, like, oh, I sold this to you. How much? I go, they may or may not have paid us. I'm not really sure. Like, I'll, like I expect that I might not get any money. And I'm like, if they take it, that's great. And then, they, like, I'll be like, look, we got $10. Like, I'll be all excited. But I am terrible at negotiating. I just don't like it. There's value. There's one thing I don't like about the Facebook marketplace is that they have the auto response and it's too easy to ask someone if they're still selling something. Because the one thing I hate when you're selling something is you get like a dozen people who ask the exact same form question, which is like, hi, I'm interested. Is this still available? And you're like, oh my God, it's still listed. Uh, And I have it in. If you check, if you check my thing, it says, don't ask. Right. If it's, right. if it's yes. here, it's still available. It's awesome. There's always these new languages and these new things that pop up around these things that I find so intriguing. And I like the new. I like new. I like uh, the novel new yeah. stuff that are popping up. And I love that even in Facebook Marketplace, it's got its own like its own you know uh, culture uh, inside of it, which is very interesting. All right. Well, awesome. I I I, I hate. How they have so much cool. Uh, Facebook has so many cool different types. Of, well, that's the next. That's our next segment. The worst, right? Yeah. What? Do I don't think there's much to say. Joe, come on. Though. Well, like I've been working for this. Well, okay. Well, well, Facebook just buys up all these, all, all of these ideas, and basically just clears out the entire market, and you're forced, you're funneled into this app. And um, I just want to see some competition out there. I'd love to see a site that could just, just on the social end, forget about all, because Facebook is locked down all, you know, the business side, but just a place where friends can go and socialize a place that can compete with Facebook. Um, and, uh, I'd love to see that. Yes, I totally agree. Cause I, I don't want to use it anymore. Cause the, I, like when I go on Facebook now, the people who are posting, I don't want to hear from them. And I, it's just a, it's a graveyard of like, things that are interesting to me. Um, and I don't know, I don't know where to go cause I do want that connection and that's the thing I miss. Um, and I don't know where to do that now. You know, there's Twitter, 
which I never used for a long time and have gotten very active on, but those are all strangers. And, and it's, I don't, I don't know where to go now to connect with friends because Friendster got shut down. Oh, and so I'm tragic. Like, you know, rip it back, bring it back. That one was yes. a rough one. Yeah. That was that like was the in between yeah. MySpace and Facebook. There was Friendster. Yeah. yeah. Somebody probably got rich though from Friendster. I don't know. I hope so. Maybe God too. bless them all. God bless you. <laughs> Great name. God bless you. Yeah. They had a good name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what is it, Kurt? What? Joe, you guys are the like, you guys are the, what's the next big thing for where are the social people going? There where are is, connecting? Here's my thought on that. Like it is un. Okay. So I think at its top, MySpace had like 25 million, right? To think about maybe 50, I don't know. I mean, it gets bonko. But when you really think about a billion, whenever you think about the scale, it is so it – is, is, it is going to be very tough to get a scale like that. Um, yeah, as it, it, TikTok and all those other things, they maybe – um, but it's if you've if you've seen that, it's just not the same. It's not the all you can everything in one shop, right? Like they've parsed it all out. So now it's like go to Clubhouse over here and get your audio. Um, but it's streaming audio, so you can't. It's not like podcasts. You only got to tune into it. That's like now they're right. dissecting just really small pieces that allow for that. It's going to be really hard for some for a for a corporation or a company to come up with that you know next thing and facebook is you know they're smart enough to want to like that's why they got instagram and other things they'll want to own the future they know facebook's not going to be they they know how this works as soon, as soon as grandma and grandpa or mom and dad are on there they know the cool factor uh right. and that's why they got instagram and and if you've been on oculus you can start to see this future uh this metaverse future right like but it's going to be tough. Um, I think the only thing that we might that might be a thing would be something that would be more decentralized and not uh, something that managed itself um, yeah. that actually paid people or gave some people for their privacy, like their data. Right? Like I, I don't. I think the thing we don't like is that we didn't realize what any of that was worth. Right. And we were like, cool, we'll just give it all away. Um, I don't give a shit. Like, cool. I'm, I'm talking for free. Um, but now that all that, we're starting to really kind of understand that value. I think that can pull people, but man, we just got to have people that are more educated because most, because you, we're having this conversation, but like 90% of the people are just like, cool. I mean, it's free. Like they're not Right. You're not worried um, about the, those things as much. So it's a tough one. It's a tough one to see somebody to, to see, uh, to think about somebody that could like upheaval, take, you know, take them out. I, and I also wonder if like the internet model is just kind of broken our, our egos where in everything now, it, you know, people want to become influencers as a job. So like people sign up for a service on it, if, whether it's new and it's TikTok or whatever. And they're like, I want to get as many followers and as many connections as possible instead of what I think is actually the value, which is I want to stay connected to the people I'm closest with. And frankly, like we're all close with a dozen people or, you know, a couple dozen people in our lives. And maybe there's a hundred people that we even care about, like keeping touch, touch with. But for some reason, our egos, when we sign up for these things, we're like, how many followers can I get? How many likes can I get? And so we end up 
breaking the services that are are start out good because they're a small network and then we add too many people or they they become too big. You know, I mean Facebook the scale that you talk about got so bad that they didn't have enough people to translate like to do content moderation in a certain language and it literally caused a genocide in Myanmar, right? Because they didn't have enough content moderators and they were propagating this hate, hate fake news that was incited riots and resulted in a bunch of people being murdered. That's a problem, obviously, um, with scale. And it also is just, it, it, it's, I don't, I don't know how I'm tying that into people just wanting, I just want some friends that I just want to like, with my friends. Why can't Google plus come back? They had circles and you could create right. a circle that was like my close friends. And I actually thought that was a brilliant thing that Facebook should have done where you could really intentionally create groups um, and, you know, view and search different groups. But that's what Twitter does. Tw Twitter, long. Twitter does that. In a sense. Kind of, but I don't. I don't know. I'm not friends with any of my actual friends on Twitter. I don't know, but same, same. I, I, I mean, follow. I'm connected with you guys, but you're not my actual friends. So, <laughs> I just, like, yeah, I, I do think that scale has been a huge problem for Facebook. You know, you, you, Joe, you talked about the kind of intentions when it started. Mason, you talked about intentions. In, in you know, in, in the sense of you know, started off as a kind of a hot or not site and. You know, Joe, you talked about how, you know, the intentions weren't, it wasn't a negative kind of uh, start, but they just, I feel like in terms of scale, it got too big to, to be able to kind of control its effect on the greater society. And I think this has become a huge problem in terms of, uh, in terms of the warping of truth, uh, the, 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 the injection of cynicism, uh, the partisanship, the echo chambers, the decimation of the newspaper, new, the newsprint industry. Um, you know, it, it's greater net net, and you know, I talk about it with my brother sometimes. Net net negative, right? It's a net net negative. Um, but unfortunately, we're all kind of tied into it because it's it's a giant industry and. Um, um, I, like, like, like Mason was saying, I, I'm not sure, or Joe, you were saying, I'm not sure what's next. You know, it's, it's, it would be interesting to see what's next because eventually this will break something, you know, it's this, this machine that we created, it's going to break. Um, and it's going to, it's going to have some very negative uh, consequences. And maybe we'll just go back to farming because it will have broken <laughs> the entire infrastructure of technology. Infrastructure. You know, it was interesting. I, I saw, I saw a, I'm sorry, Sarah, uh, real quick. Uh, John Bonner, do you guys remember him? John Boehner. Uh, he was the speaker. John Boehner. Sorry, he was the speaker of the house, and he he did, he did an interview where he talked about how when he first came on, uh, two thousand I forget what year it was, but it was kind of the you know the start of Facebook really kind of blowing up, and he saw how it had an effect on just um, you know how how it had an effect on just his colleagues, you know how it changed people's perceptions of reality, and it and it you know fucked everything up, you know, pardon my French, yeah. How dare you? I know. I thought Mason was going to say, maybe we can all just go back to playing Farmville. And I was like, oh, wow. That's <laughs> that's heavy. That's when you said Farmville, I was like, oh. Has anybody popped open Farmville? I mean, like, I've never connect? played. Never. But anyways. I think I played. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. So, but yeah, I thought your, high ho your hopes were we'd go back to that. I was like, all right. Well, Mason. 
So on my, cause I've, I've been writing a list for our, our topic. So, but, but really, I mean, to me, it's like the insidious nature of, of Facebook is the, to me, it's the worst part. Cause you know, and watching that, that social dilemma, you know, it, it preys upon, you know, that addictive nature, um, you know, just how they're engineering it to, I mean, like you said, Mason, it's a OCD and, you know, I think, I think you're, you know, probably better than most, but when people see that, you know, the, the red circle or, or, you know, they, they go on there, I think, you know, it's that addictive nature. It's that FOMO. It's the, they're really capitalizing on that to make it impossible to put it away or, Oh, I'm going to delete it off my phone. But you know, like Joe said, Oh, well, I got back on it to, <laughs> to, to get on Facebook, Facebook marketplace or, you know, and it's, it's, it's same with like, you have to keep up with the Joneses that they're making sure that, that you're, you know, trying to stay on track with it. It's just that constant insidious. I have to be on there for whatever reason. I can't put a finger on it, but I have to be on there. You know what though, Kurt, here's the thing that's weird about that is that I think that we often talk about Facebook is insidious and they are trying to addict you and blah, blah, blah. I actually don't think that any of the engineers who work at Facebook or even Mark Zuckerberg for that matter intend to do that. I think they realize the consequences, but what they've done is they've developed an AI that is really just giving people what they're like, their base nature is asking for. And so the problem is not necessarily that Facebook is insidious. It's that we are a bunch of like ego starved um, kind of people that are that are suffering from some weird conflict dealing with like the scale of connection that's possible with the internet and our own like idea of self of a sense of self grandeur and things like that. I don't I don't you know I don't know what the psychology is, but I feel like we're we're doing it to ourselves in a way. Like, do, do you disagree? I don't think that someone intentionally made the like button to to fuel our brain and to make us addicted. That's what happened because we love the, like those little uh, sort of reinforcement moments yeah. and, and it, and it feeds something that's empty in us. That's well, not yeah, Well, Mason, uh, just real quick, j- you know, you don't think that they were engineering, um, you know, mo- or monetizing how long users stay on their site, how to get them back as quickly as possible. So there was a little bit of intent there. Because behind the scenes, they were all about getting more users. And how do you get more users? How do you stay? How do you keep them longer? How do you get them back? Yeah, I mean, I think that. Yeah, but if we were engaged, yeah. Go oh, I, I mean, I think maybe in the early days, I think maybe, but I, I don't know. I just feel like in the last six, seven years, I feel like that has shifted where where, where it is. You know what I mean? Like they certainly did. They do know, you know, the consequences of it. And I think they're doing it for specific reasons. I think in the beginning, yeah, it, it's, you know, like the poke or whatever, you know, that they, they had some, you know, it's, you know, the, that cool little, Oh yeah, that's, that's cool. I like it. But, but now, I mean, I think they've you know figured out it's a little dopamine hit that, that gets you and, and fuels, fuels the next one. And you're looking, you're looking for something else to, to get that next fix. And so I think what had been, you know, kind of a cool, you know, internet, you know, some, some figuring out some cool features has, has moved on again. I mean, and again, just my take, but, but to more insidious aspect, excuse me. 
It's totally like um, I would agree. I think if you go worst, worst is the algorithm, right? Like yeah. it's it, yes. the worst is the algorithm, and I, yes, it's the documentary. And to, oh, sorry, it was pretty right on, and it was a lot of people that. And I and I try to take documentaries with some grain of salt, just because there is an agenda as well there, right? But here's where it comes down to: is that the algorithm and i hope we learn from we have to learn from it but the algorithm is going to feed what you programmed it to get, that you wanted to and whenever we live in a society that we do and it's a public company there is zero it's public shareholders want more money every quarter right like so it's and the only thing we have to sell is ads like that sucks too. Like the whole internet, it just, we didn't even change. That was what TV was and everything. We didn't even get any smarter. It was just like, just ads, you know, like, uh, but now we have, you know, little video ads and big video ads and, uh, and, uh, and the algorithm wasn't evil either. It just said, cool. When I post this thing, I don't even know what it is. I don't know. I'm an, I'm an algorithm. Yeah. I don't know what I'm posting, but I know that people love it. And when they say love, it means you can't thumbs down. So it's like all thumbs up or it's engaging, meaning Duh, there's so many com- there's so much conversation around this video when I play it. And it was and it just, you know, like we've all seen a documentary, but it was very much the polarizing stuff is what gets our goose right. Anger and uh, is what it is. Unfortunately for us humans, it's just the emotion that is is the easiest get you know and we and we were moving so fast i think we we're like toddlers learning to walk we're still so early in this that it was bound to get weird um i hope that we're just still on the tip of the iceberg and we'll see it shift you know and we'll get smarter faster and understand that it's more than the algorithm we have to understand the humans behind it but it is tough it's tough it's 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 tough to get the genie back in the bottle. What, what will be what's interesting to, for, to me is as how other countries are integrating it with the kind of a surveillance society. How how they're using mm. same technology and these networks, but also surveilling their own citizens. And and, and I'm, I'm wondering what the next iteration will be if companies like Facebook and Google are going to continue to work with. Uh, um, our government just to just to watch us, watch our movements, because you see how you know Facebook really you know if you have it on your phone, they they know what you're doing, what where you're going, what's happening at any moment, at every moment. Total. Well, I mean, your cell phone in general, like right. yeah, if true, cell true. phone in general is, but Facebook definitely is taking advantage of that. But on the other side of that is they don't know anything, and you have like a signal or another, uh, or uh, you know, a, another social thing that is is crypt crypted and like you cannot get inside of it and nobody can see it and that's where we tend to just go to 8chan or like right. you know is, is you it know, like so it's it, there's it's tough i'm thinking i think it's so damned if you do damned if you don't that is just like when you get that many people go completely so nobody can see anything and it's going to go bad go completely open and it's, and it's, gets rough, you know, are, it's tough. are you guys, are you guys concerned at all about like some of the uh, recent data breaches that Facebook's had? I mean, is that something that concerns you, is your data and your, your kind of your, your all accounts? The data, all the data concern, the breaches concern me. Like I, I find it so absurd that we have these credit unions that are responsible for determining like our credit worthiness and then they're getting breached and like, uh, 
Um, I, I feel like there is a for the from the data perspective, I think that there there may be a play for someone to come along and create some sort of open source version of Facebook mm-hmm. that thought lets that. us opt in. And, and Joe, you mentioned this earlier where, where we're in a little more control of our data and we can say, cause we know we're going to get ads. We know people are going to sell us stuff and where we're able to say, okay, I'm going on a vacation, sell me vacation stuff. And, and, you know, we're part of that decision where we're saying like, we're, we're giving up a little bit of our privacy and it, and indicating some things that we want to buy, but then we're getting more contextual information and ads that are relevant to us, and and, and maybe even getting some of the money that the or, or that we could either donate or wh- whatever it may be. Where instead of it being this black box that someone's selling our information without us knowing, we kind of know what information is being sold, and there's a little bit of a marketplace for that. I think that's something that could could happen. Um, what, what concerns me is the the engagement algorithms that. Facebook leverages and all of these things leverage that you touched on, like the thing that gets us the most fired up and keeps us engaged isn't happy, positive interactions, right? It's not liking baby photos and seeing my friends because that only happens once in a while. It's how do we get these people pissed off about something and really like just frantic or afraid or scared or, you know, like, and and then you have to set up us versus them for every single issue. And, you know, I don't have to tell you guys that it, you, it almost on every single issue you could think about that's happening right now where there's like, you're on this side or you're on that side. It's black and white. And because that's what gets us fired up. I remember being on Facebook in arguments with people about politics or things. And like your whole day would be ruined because you just had this black cloud over your head and you're like, you're formulating what you're going to say next. And you don't even know what the response is going to be. And you're like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm, I'm so pissed off. I'm going to get them. And th- it's legit. You are engaged, but it is not healthy. And as long as we are just optimizing for engagement, we're going to get people pissed off. We're going to make them hate each other and, and basically <laughs> ruin people's lives. It's, uh, and I don't know what to do about it I, because of the scale. I don't know what to do about it. That's what it, it makes me. It's like an existential crisis. <laughs> it really is. It's like, it's not the computers deciding and realizing that the humans are bad for the earth. It's they're just giving us what we want to keep us engaged. And what we want is to fight with each other. Could, could it be possible that we are overblowing Facebook's effects on, uh, on society? Totally. Like I mean, we're putting, we're putting too much into it. I, well, I think that we get to a point of if it wasn't going to be them, it was going to be some, like it was already happening. If it bleeds, it leads was already there in the 80s and i mean that was tv and i'm sure that people had that would have the same if there was podcasts back then people would have been having the same conversations about ah, tv is completely radio is completely just books have completely like now people can read like like i guarantee it is just how it moves and it's gonna do what it's gonna do um and it would have been something else um but it, it at the end of the day it took what was going on there and the algorithm turned it to a dial that I didn't haven't seen That's before, it. especially when things got strange over 2020. Man, you really saw that dial. And then I really saw that there is a lot of people that really don't have the power 
they don't even know what's going on. But like you said, I've been there where I'm like, I'm just taken over. I can't help myself from like, from and I've been in social been for a long time. So I got that out of my system and really learned myself about myself to say, and I'm in my forties. I'm like, dude, I got there. I can't don't I, do I, it. Yeah. No don't engagement do it. Yeah. at all. But I'm telling you, 90% of people are just getting there you know, a good amount of people. And I watched really, really smart friends. Just, I'm like, dude, you guys got to get, you got to get off. You got to do something other than that. Like you got to go to the bathroom or something. <laughs> like you got to get out. Because, well, and, it, and it's just is, you can really tell it is just, uh, it's, um, it's, it's really deep in our brain to, to want that. Yeah. The specificity of the algorithm is what's really, I think, makes it so much more powerful than like the news and books and things like that, because it can be so specific. And it's funny because I, I, I'm a lifelong liberal person. Okay. And I have watched people go on TV, especially since the Netflix uh, documentary came out and they talk about how all of these people, they don't realize they're getting fed curated information and news that just kind of reinforces what they already believe. These stupid there, it's always like the stupid yeah. poor Republicans, right wingers. They get this fake news they're and the same news. I mean, the, the, the same thing that, happening. To the them. thing that blows my mind is that the people saying this never consider. They don't ever consider that maybe I'm also in my own echo chamber, and that maybe my news is being curated, and maybe I'm hearing what I want to hear, so that I feel so smart, and that the other guys are so dumb. And it it blows my mind because there are very smart people who are just convinced that they they happen to be right about everything. And it's those dumb people that disagree with them that are just so stupid. And that's why the the world is the way it is. And I'm it, it's it's unfortunate, but it's that specific algorithm that it you do it just figures out what what you believe, what you like. And unless you really fight against it, you're just gonna you're gonna well, keep getting convinced. And I, Mason, that's the thing you like, you guys, everyone was saying you could really feel this shift, like things just amp up in society as a whole over the last couple of years, not just because of what was going on in the world, but just in general, like things got a little stranger and you're like, what is it? What is it? And the documentary, The Social Dilemma, obviously added more context to that whole idea, but it is true. It's like um, people forget often it seems that people forget to reflect on the own information that they're gathering and that they might be, you know, like adding to their own belief system. And it's just, it's really interesting. So it's weird because it's like, there's no, I don't know. It's, it's overwhelming. I don't know where you go from here because there really isn't room on Facebook. There's really no room to comment because there is no in between. There's, there's no, it's, it's two extremes and that's the only place that, you know, everything lives. So you either, you're either the people who are in between who are like, I'm done with commenting or interacting at all. And then you have these two extremes, which if things mm-hmm. continue this way, it's just going to continue to grow and grow and grow and affect probably society on greater, at a greater, you know, scale throughout time. And I don't know, like I, you know, I'm listening to you guys and it's like, they all, these all seem to be truths. And yeah, it's overwhelming, especially as individuals. Like, it is. what do you do? Like, I don't know what you do. Like we need (laughs) more of that. Like we need more of that. Right. But it was, it is super over. It is really overwhelming. And I think it just got, when things get so big, it is tougher. You just kind of felt like, oh, there's somebody smarter than me taking care of it. 
And then yeah. you're like, uh-oh, humans are like, people are very, very, I mean, there are some really smart people, but it's, they've been on the earth the same amount of time. And yet uh, you gotta, you know, at some point you gotta kind of um, uh, participate and figure out something else or, uh, uh, but it's tough. It's like, I, I, I didn't have time to think about it. It was too many other things that I was already feeling that pressure. And I think those pressures really kind of lit it up too, right? Like it, it kind of all, it was like that perfect storm. Um, but I'm, yeah, I would rather get, I'd rather see it and, uh, and, and do some to be able to do something about it. Uh, yeah. I'm fine with it coming out that way. I, I, I am, uh, I would way rather it be in the light than be, uh, still, you know, in yes. the dark, still controlling us without us knowing, uh, because I'm right there with you on that kind of idea that ever you don't realize it's happening to you when it's happening to you. And that's why it was so tough to even know, like, what do I believe myself? Uh, you know, it is really tough. Um, and it is one small throw out that I will say that for me, it's like this idea of media literacy and check it out. Uh, it, it, um, there is the, uh, I'll send the link for the show notes, but media literacy is just a skill set beyond just reading and writing of understanding intent and context and all these things. It's super, it's going to be so crucial yeah. for, uh, yes. kids to understand and learn. Um, but it takes, you know, it takes, uh, it, it takes an education to get there. Yeah. You know, it's scary because, yeah. Now we have Facebook and Twitter and Google as our core sources of information, and they're now censoring information, right? They are, they have someone who I don't know, maybe a 22 year old intern who is flagging or hiding posts from people who are university professors who have an unpopular opinion um, that doesn't line up necessarily with status quo. And they are blocking it from people seeing it. They're they're censoring information. And that is what scares me because as media literate as individuals can be, if if the information is no longer accessible and you're not you don't have this marketplace of ideas where people can debate and have conversations, um where do you go? I, you know, I always learn that was a really bad thing, especially for um, the emerit like well, our whole you know, the whole idea is based yes. on free marketplace of ideas. And God, I, it's, I know it's tough for people to get, but it is, it, it is, we should definitely take notice whenever I wouldn't want to be in that place where I'd have to be between this. It feels like things are going really bad. Should I take this down or not? I don't even know the right answer. I know I'm usually, I'm 99% time always on the side of keep it out there. Even when I, vehemently don't agree with it unless it's going to hurt somebody and i think that's where it gets it's right i I I, I think i I think we're i think we're going to wrap up soon but uh, you know we it's funny we talked about kind of how facebook affects society at at large kind of the macro effect of facebook but i don't think we really touched on the mic kind of the micro effect the individual effect how it affects uh our senses of our our self uh our self-esteem how it affects Mm. we haven't really studied long-term how it affects teenagers and kids long-term this type of social pressures that we didn't have to deal with quite frankly as kids we were lucky that we got to go through high school with just normal pressures of being a teenager i can't imagine what it's like now and no video proof of anything like you know i i don't want that i don't want think god but i yeah we are in unexplored territory 
hundred percent. Right. And it is very, it's an, it's an uneasy, it's an uneasy thought to be guinea pigs. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's, it's exhilarating in certain ways, but um, it's, 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 well, I think it's for, for all the age demographics too. I mean, it's, you know, kids obviously have the toughest time just cause they're not developed, but you know, for, for people our age, it's, it's a whole different thing of, of how that is going to impact your relationships, you know, how it impacts your marriage, how it impacts your, um, your close friends, how it impacts your coworkers. And then even for, you know, like our parents, you know what I mean? Is it, you know, I, I know what impacts it's, you know, how they, their social circles can change on a dime because of something that gets said on Facebook of, you know, it's my dad lives in the largest retirement community in the United States in Florida. And it's stuff like that. I mean, stupid shit gets said on there about, you know, what, what Marjorie said when they took the golf cart down to the, to the square. And, you know, she said something mean about, you know, so-and-so. So it's like, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's all for every demographic. There's a whole different thing. And we're all like Joe said, I mean, we're still, you know, when you think about it, we're, we're still in that toddler stage of trying to figure it all out. So yeah, <laughs> we, we, we all have a lot to figure it out. Well, and that whole idea that people seem to still feel like they're somehow protected. So they'll just say anything online. They'll say the meanest, rudest, you know, and like Kurt mentioned, it happens to all ages, but it's, it is, it's, unbelievable what people are willing to say online to people um and very damaging i'm sure over time some of the things that people say so unbelievable agreed agreed it's crazy (laughs) (laughs) it is marketplace i'll see you all on marketplace Marketplace. we love you marketplace (laughs) yes you got an offer if you got an offer joe is ready to hear it from you that's right. Yeah. So if you know where anybody can get any legs, green, giant green legs, mannequin legs, about eight I foot, I would assume. Or a nice golf cart. Uh, Keep an eye out. Or a nice golf cart. Yeah, I get a good one. I mean, it's a little beat up, but it runs. Sweet. Well, are we putting a bow on this All thing? Right. I think so. Yeah. That's a good one to end yeah. on. <laughs> can't beat jelly green giant no i think that's a that's our main theme joe thank you so much for uh for taking the time to join us we certainly appreciate you hanging out with us tonight it was uh it was a blast you 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 added a ton to to this conversation and uh made us all a little bit smarter so i appreciate that gang i love what you do it was awesome to come on and kind of jump into the group here uh i mean that's like my favorite thing like i love i love it and uh it, great conversation and was super easy to to jump on anytime i'd, I'd love to come back anytime yeah, don't forget to go follow don't forget to go listen to the pop marketer and and uh you can find joe on all the socials that, that we talked about and uh we'll yeah, I'm easy to find Joe Cox and then the Pop Marketing Podcast and come on. I think I had uh, la, 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 um, oh, uh, one of my favorite strategies from Complex last last week. And then this week we got somebody uh, from my old past in Red Bull. So if you want to hear some weird old stories from chugging caffeine sugar water back in the uh, back in the day, then um, check out uh, Pop Marketing Podcast. Well, I, I hope your uh, site is ready to scale up big. Because <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh, it hit me online. Yeah. Um, 
That, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait. Uh, I paid a lot of money to be here, and uh, yes, I right. think it's, gonna be, it's it's great to sponsor sponsor this, this episode. You're, you're welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> all right, gang. Uh, yeah, thanks so much for having me. All right, guys. All right, thanks, Joe, and uh, we will see you all next time. All right, this is the outro music that Kirk can't hear. And Kirk. Say, we'll see you next time. And oh, I, I don't know what on, he's, like, he's got it. Yeah, he's like on I can, beat, I can DM, beat anything. Yeah.